name's Elf, and I'm a recovered alcoholic. Yeah. Tough crowd, eh? Congratulations, Karen. It's wonderful. It's really good to see. It's nice to be able to kind of track people, their recovery. It was nice tracking my own ass as I went along. It's nice gave me something to look forward to, which uh, sometimes, especially in early recovery, it's uh, not always easy to see the light of day through the fog. I don't think I'm going to keep you guys here very long tonight. I do have some important things to say, but I don't think it'll take me that long. I won't talk long about my drinking either, because uh, I'm sure we're all well, well versed in how that is. Works if you work it. Thanks for coming out. Now, <laughs> uh, as, as a member of Alcoholics Anonymous, I believe that I have a responsibility. Somebody cared enough about me when I came in here to tell me some truths about myself. Let me know that I got to get through the work. And then I'm going to have to help others if I'm going to stay sober and if I'm going to stay alive. Now, working with others is one aspect of it, but I also have a huge responsibility of carrying a proper message. Now, around this proper message, I would believe that it has to do with a message of recovery, that there's 12 steps to freedom. Through this freedom, I'll find God. I'm quite confident saying that because that's what the steps did for me. It's, I don't not drink one day at a time today. I live my life one day at a time. I did have to make some notes just in case I... I slipped a few things as I went along. Um, real brief about my history. Uh, I was born in Halifax, raised in Porter's Lake. Um, first drunk was when I was 12 years old. I believe that's when I lost the power of choice over alcohol. Um, by age 15, alcohol became a necessity and was no longer a luxury for me. Uh, the year I graduated high school, I bootlegged for money out of one half of my father's garage. At that time, it was probably the greatest thing I ever did, but it paid for most of my education the next year when I went to the Nautical Institute in Port Hawkesbury, where my drinking accelerated to uh, new heights and new lows, uh, which found me in a seagoing career till age 22, when uh, Heads came to tails, and I found myself crawling into here, which was shortly after a blood relative of mine did the same thing. We used to run together a fair amount. Unfortunately, I didn't get it the first time around. And after 18 months of pure torture from not doing anything good for myself except using a fair amount of cocaine, I... Uh, Ended up drinking again because I knew it was the only feel-good that, uh, I believed it was the only feel-good that, uh, I thought I could get my hands on, just medications that the doctors put me on weren't working. Might have helped if I told them the truth about how I was feeling, too. But, uh, I went on a 14-month, uh, march total destruction, ruining, uh, every relationship I possibly could. Friends, family, my ex-girlfriend. But uh, I've since been able to move on from all that. 
And January 26, 2004, God removed me from alcohol. So Lord knows when I woke up that day, I didn't want to get away from it as it's the only place I wanted to go. I don't know what kept me from, from tipping the bottle that morning, but uh, it's kind of interesting. Later on in that day, my cousin called me. He was on a course in Toronto. Just out of the blue, I hadn't talked for him in months. He wouldn't really have anything to do with me while I was drinking. How you doing? Haven't talked for a while. I feel like shit. I'm glad to hear that. Do you know where I can go to a meeting tonight? Well, as a matter of fact, yes, I do. And off I went. From there, realized that meetings alone weren't going to do it for me right off the hop. I was a little delusional. And uh, I ended up attending the core program. Met a bunch of great people that helped me a whole lot through there. But uh, this is where my heart is right now. If, uh, if I wasn't able to find God, I wouldn't be able to free of the chains that bound me. And what I was bound in was to see a turmoil. Delusion, fear, ignorance, and selfishness. Now realizing this should allow me to take a real good look at myself, an honest look at myself. I believe honesty is the foundation of this program. So without it, the first step can't be moved on from. So I know damn well that I cannot drink again, period. My life was unmanageable. Note the past tense. Not so much unmanageable today. Which brings me to the chips, which I'm really glad somebody got one tonight. On chips, at the top, it says, To thine own self be true. And I believe that's rounded around the top for a reason. Because, like, on any form of construction, an arch, a porthole in a ship, it's all round because it's the strongest way that something can be built is in a semicircle. All the forces are applied evenly all over the... And uh, without the honesty aspect, I've got nothing. Now, being able to be honest with myself, moving on from step one, I knew that no human power was going to relieve my alcoholism, and I had to search elsewhere. Because I know that nobody was going to help me restore me to a place where I could stand in front of you guys and talk like I am right now. Now, with that realization, also came a new one, that I had to make a decision. Not just a decision, a true commitment to turn my will and my life over to the care of God. And not just some of it, all of it. A whole decision. Now, at this point, it was time to set out on a vigorous course of action. Had to have a serious look at myself, all my selfish, gluttonous, cheating, deceiving, lying, promiscuous ways, and discover some serious truths. Now, leading up to this point, I was kind of bothered by doing this, because I didn't know I wasn't going to like what I was going to see. The fact of the matter was, I did it all already. There's nothing I can do about it to change it. When I get to step nine, I can try to reconstruct some, some of the wreckage. As far as step four goes, 
I can't sweat it. I did it. I done it. I don't want it anymore. Plus, it afforded me an opportunity to throw away all my garbage and allow God to show me a new way to live my life. Now, finishing step four, the opportunity to share all of my shit, the exact nature of my wrongs, my sponsor, God, and myself. It's not so bad when I was writing it, but to actually hear myself say some of it over and over again you know, in the third column, selfish, you know, should have respected the other person, and, uh, just didn't like hearing it over and over and over again. But at the end of the, our time together, it made me realize uh, my selfishness, my fears, and uh, that a lot of my actions and decisions were based on uh, plain ignorance. It uh, was quite a humbling experience, actually. It uh, feels really good not to have any, uh, any secrets with at least one person on this planet. Uh, there happens to be two. They're both in this room. I have absolutely no secrets with them. And it's great. It's a really freeing experience. Now, I think it's important to remember that spirituality is the way of strength and courage. Prior to four and five, and immediately following six and seven. Now, being at step six, I was left alone for a very short time. It was less than an hour. At that point in time, I reviewed uh, the first five proposals of this program and uh, left to think about if I admitted anything. After doing that, I asked myself if I'm now ready to have uh, God remove all these things which I found objectionable. Was I? <laughs> oh, hell yeah because I didn't want to hold on to it any longer. When I was ready, I said something like this. My creator, I'm now willing that you should have all of me, good and bad. I pray that you now remove from me every single defect of character which stands in the way of my usefulness to you and my fellows. Grant me strength as I go from here to do your bidding. Step seven, done. This got to be the hardest part. Taking responsibility for my actions. Steps eight and nine. Because I won't let alcohol be an excuse for any of the destruction that I caused. Period. I was the one who made the formal decision to go ahead and do every little thing that I did. Because I picked up the drink in the first place. Now, not everyone's going to get the face-to-face -face that they deserve from me, because I can't. Some are no longer alive. And what good would I be if I was locked down right now? And uh, those that I could, they all got appointments booked with, and I tried to reconstruct what was broken. Most of them came off quite well. Others, I got to look up and down and told to go myself. But I think it's par for the course, which reminds, at that point, reminded me that, you know what? Everything can't be good in life. I can't fix everything that I broke. But I at least tried to clean my side of the street.
Now, being at the end of step nine, I'd just like to have a quick look back through the steps. One to three. Get me back to God. Steps four through seven. Self. <laughs> to get rid of all the things that aren't me. Steps eight and nine. To reconstruct my relationships with others. Three most important relationships. God, self, and others. And uh, I believe the four through nine are really the, the action steps where most of the work's going to be put in until you get to 12. And uh, nowhere in the book does it say anything about taking your time to recover. I know I didn't want to stay sick no longer than I already was. Uh, these are a few things that popped in my head that come directly out of the book. Thoroughly followed our path, fearless and thorough from the very start, searching and fearless, a vigorous course of action. This requires action on our part. We should realize we are on a life and death errand. Faith without works is dead. Why wait? Hop right into it. It's laid right out for us. steps eight and nine of our development will be amazed before we are halfway through not uh, we'll be amazed through our halfway through uh, are these extravagant promises absolutely not if you want to do it and I can't see why anybody in this room wouldn't want to do it we're all beautiful people here and uh, goes on to say they are being fulfilled among us sometimes quickly spiritual experience sometimes slowly a spiritual awakening not to be confused with sometimes quickly we're doing it fast and sometimes slowly we're doing it slowly because we're stalling and making excuses they will materialize if we work for them now step 10 we enter into the world of the spirit great opportunity minute-to-minute -minute basis to continue work with self. Step 11, continue freedom from self-will, improving our relationship with God. And step 12, work's done, guaranteed result, spiritual awakening, responsibility, and practicing the principles, working with others, back to what I started with. Our primary purpose carry the message to the alcoholic who still suffers the message of recovery get to god and get to others and get it happening quick so quick recap here yourself to God, steps one through three. Admit your faults to him, yourself, and your fellows, 
games, four through seven. Or, yeah, clear away the wreckage of the past, eight and nine, and take responsibility for your own ass, and give freely what you find, steps 10 through 12. And join us in liberation from what's killing us. I really only got one more thing to say, I think. I'll say it now, and then I'll talk about something else that I'd like to talk about. I heard it on a CD recently. Some of you else have probably heard it, but uh, it, it struck me really, really hard. I sought my God, my God I could not see. I sought myself, myself I could not free. I sought my brother, I found all three. Uh, I think that's pretty profound and a necessity to be in constant contact with others. I mean, there's... I can see many faces in this room that if I would never met, I'd never be where I'm at today. Should I think that's all I got to say tonight? Thanks, folks. My name's Alf, and I'm a recovered alcoholic. Yeah. Tough crowd, eh? Congratulations, Karen. It's wonderful. It's really good to see. It's nice to be able to kind of track people, their recovery. It's nice track of my own ass as I went along. It's nice it gave me something to look forward to. Which, uh, sometimes, especially in early recovery, it's uh, not always easy to see the light of day through the fog. I don't think I'm going to keep you guys here very long tonight. I do have some important things to say, but I don't think it'll take me that long. I won't talk long about my drinking either, because uh, sure we're all well, well versed in how that is. Works if you work it. Thanks for coming out. Now, <laughs> uh, as, as a member of Alcoholics Anonymous, I believe that I have a responsibility. Somebody cared enough about me when I came in here to tell me some truths about myself. Let me know that I got to get through the work. And then I'm going to have to help others if I'm going to stay sober and if I'm going to stay alive. Now, working with others is one aspect of it, but I also have a huge responsibility of carrying a proper message.
Now, around this proper message, I would believe that it has to do with a message of recovery, that there's 12 steps to freedom. Through this freedom, I'll find God. I'm quite confident saying that because that's what the steps did for me. It's, I don't not drink one day at a time today. I live my life one day at a time. I did have to make some notes just in case I, I slipped a few things as I went along. Um, real brief about my history. Uh, I was born in Halifax, raised in Porter's Lake. Um, first drunk was when I was 12 years old. I believe that's when I lost the power of choice over alcohol. Um, by age 15, alcohol became a necessity and was no longer a luxury for me. Uh, the year I graduated high school, I bootlegged for money out of one half of my father's garage. At that time, it was probably the greatest thing I ever did, but it paid for most of my education the next year when I went to the Nautical Institute in Port Hawkesbury, where my drinking accelerated to uh, new heights and new lows, uh, which found me in a seagoing career till age 22 when uh, heads came to tails and I found myself crawling into here, which was shortly after a blood relative of mine did the same thing. We used to run together a fair amount. Unfortunately, I didn't get it the first time around. And after 18 months of pure torture from not doing anything good for myself except using a fair amount of cocaine, I... Uh, Ended up drinking again because I knew it was the only feel-good that, uh, I believed it was the only feel-good that, uh, I thought I could get my hands on, just medications that the doctors put me on weren't working. Might have helped if I told them the truth about how I was feeling, too. I uh, went on a 14-month, uh, march total destruction, ruining, uh, every relationship I possibly could. Friends, family, my ex-girlfriend. But uh, I've since been able to move on from all that. And January 26, 2004, God removed me from alcohol. So Lord knows when I woke up that day, I didn't want to get away from it as it's the only place I wanted to go. I don't know what kept me from, from tipping the bottle that morning. But uh, it's kind of interesting. Later on in that day, my cousin called me. He was on a course in Toronto. Just out of the blue, I hadn't talked for him in months. He wouldn't really have anything to do with me while I was drinking. How you doing? Haven't talked for a while. I feel like shit. Oh, I'm glad to hear that. Do you know where I could go to a meeting tonight? Well, as a matter of fact, yes, I do. And off I went. From there, realized that meetings alone weren't going to do it for me right off the hop. I was a little delusional. And uh, I ended up attending the core program. Met a bunch of great people that helped me a whole lot through there, but uh, this is where my heart is right now. If, uh, if I wasn't able to find God, I wouldn't be able to free of the chains that bound me. And what I was bound in was to see a turmoil. Delusion, fear, ignorance, and selfishness. Now realizing this should allow me to take a real good look at myself, an honest look at myself. I believe honesty is the foundation of this program.
So without it, the first step can't be moved on from. So I know damn well that I cannot drink again. Period. My life was unmanageable. No, the past tense. Not so much unmanageable today. Which brings me to the chips, which I'm really glad somebody got one tonight. <laughs> On chips, at the top, it says, To thine own self be true. And I believe that's rounded around the top for a reason. Because, like, on any form of construction, an arch, a porthole in a ship, it's all round because it's the strongest way that something can be built is in a semicircle. All the forces are applied evenly all over the... And uh, without the honesty aspect, I've got nothing. Now, being able to be honest with myself, moving on from step one, I knew that no human power was going to relieve my alcoholism, and I had to search elsewhere. Because I know that nobody was going to help me restore me to a place where I could stand in front of you guys and talk like I am right now. Now, with that realization, also came a new one, that I had to make a decision. Not just a decision, a true commitment to turn my will and my life over to the care of God. And not just some of it, all of it. A whole decision. Now at this point, it was time to set out on a vigorous course of action. Had to have a serious look at myself, all my selfish, gluttonous, cheating, deceiving, lying, promiscuous ways, and discover some serious truths. Now, leading up to this point, I was kind of bothered by doing this, because I didn't know I wasn't going to like what I was going to see. The fact of the matter was, I did it all already. There's nothing I can do about it to change it. So when I get to step nine, I can try to reconstruct some, some of the wreckage. As far as step four goes, I can't sweat it. I did it. I done it. I don't want it anymore. Plus, it afforded me an opportunity to throw away all my garbage and allow God to show me a new way to live my life. Now, finishing step four, the opportunity to share all of my shit, the exact nature of my wrongs, my sponsor, God, and myself. It's not so bad when I was writing it, but to actually hear myself say some of it over and over again you know, in the third column, selfish, you know, should have respected the other person, just didn't like hearing it over and over and over again. But at the end of the our time together, it made me realize uh, my selfishness, my fears, and uh, that a lot of my actions and decisions were based on uh, plain ignorance. Uh, it's quite a humbling experience, actually. It uh, feels really good not to have any, uh, any secrets with at least one person on this planet. Uh, there happens to be two. They're both in this room. I have absolutely no secrets with them, and it's great. It's a really freeing experience. Now... I think it's important to remember that spirituality 
is the way of strength and courage. Prior to four and five, and immediately following six and seven. Now being at step six, I was left alone for a very short time. It was less than an hour. At that point in time, I reviewed uh, the first five proposals of this program and uh, left to think about if I admitted anything. After doing that, I asked myself if I'm now ready to have uh, God remove all these things which I found objectionable. Was I? <laughs> oh, hell yeah, because I didn't want to hold on to it any longer. When I was ready, I said something like this. My creator, I'm now willing that you should have all of me, good and bad. I pray that you now remove from me every single defect of character which stands in the way of my usefulness to you and my fellows. Grant me strength as I go from here to do your bidding. Step seven, done. This got to be the hardest part. Taking responsibility for my actions. Steps eight and nine. So I won't let alcohol be an excuse for any of the destruction that I caused, period. I was the one who made the formal decision to go ahead and do every little thing that I did because I picked up the drink in the first place. Now, not everyone's going to get the face-to-face -face that they deserve from me because I can't. Some are no longer alive. And what good would I be if I was locked down right now? And uh, those that I could, they all got appointments booked with, and I tried to reconstruct what was broken. Most of them came off quite well. Others, I got to look up and down and told to go myself. But I think it's powerful for the course, which reminds, at that point, reminded me that, you know what, everything can't be good in life. I can't fix everything that I broke, but I at least tried to clean my side of the street. Now, being at the end of step nine, I'd just like to have a quick look back through the steps. One to three, get me back to God. Steps four through seven, self, <laughs> to get rid of all the things that aren't me. Steps eight and nine, to reconstruct my relationships with others. Three most important relationships, God, self, and others. And uh, I believe the four through nine are really the, the action steps where most of the work's going to be put in until you get to 12. And uh, nowhere in the book does it say anything about taking your time to recover. I know I didn't want to stay sick no longer than I already was. Uh, these are a few things that popped in my head to come directly out of the book. Thoroughly followed our path, fearless and thorough from the very start, searching and fearless, a vigorous course of action. This requires action on our part. We should realize we are on a life and death errand. Faith without works is dead. Why wait? Hop right into it. It's laid right out for us.
sidestep promises. I, I really, I do love them. I think there's some, some aspects of them that are, there's some confusion about or people don't understand or don't want to believe. Um, perhaps it could read, if we are painstaking about steps eight and nine of our development, we'll be amazed before we are halfway through. Not, uh, we'll be amazed if we're halfway through. Uh, are these extravagant promises? Absolutely not, if you want to do it. And I can't see why anybody in this room wouldn't want to do it. We're all beautiful people here. And uh, goes on to say they are being fulfilled among us, sometimes quickly, a spiritual experience. Sometimes slowly, a spiritual awakening. Not to be confused with, sometimes quickly we're doing it fast, and sometimes slowly we're doing it slowly because we're stalling and making excuses. They will materialize if we work for them. Now, step 10, we enter into the world of the spirit. Great opportunity, minute to minute basis to continue work with self. Step 11, continue freedom from self-will, improving our relationship with God. And step 12, work's done, guaranteed result, spiritual awakening responsibility and practicing the principles working with others back to what i started with our primary purpose carry the message to the alcoholic who still suffers the message of recovery get to god and get to others and get it happening quick So, quick recap here. Abandon yourself to God, steps one through three. Admit your faults to Him, yourself, and your fellows, four through seven. Or, yeah, clear away the wreckage of the past, eight and nine, and take responsibility for your own ass, and give freely what you find, steps 10 through 12. And join us in liberation from what's killing us. I really only got one more thing to say, I think. I'll say it now, and then I'll talk about something else that I'd like to talk about. I heard it on a CD recently. Some of you else have probably heard it, but uh, it, it struck me really, really hard. I sought my God, my God I could not see. I sought myself, myself I could not free. I sought my brother, I found all three. Uh, I think that's pretty profound and uh, necessity to be in constant contact with others. I mean, there's, I can see many faces in this room that if I would never met, I'd never be where I'm at today. Should I think that's all I got to say tonight? Thanks, folks.
folks. My name's Elf, and I'm a recovered alcoholic. Yeah. Tough crowd, eh? Congratulations, Karen. It's wonderful. It's really good to see. It's nice to be able to kind of track people, their recovery. It was a nice track of my own ass as I went along. It's nice gave me something to look forward to, which uh, sometimes, especially in early recovery, it's uh, not always easy to see the light of day through the fog. I don't think I'm going to keep you guys here very long tonight. I do have some important things to say, but I don't think it'll take me that long. I won't talk long about my drinking either, because uh, sure we're all well, well versed in how that is. Works if you work it. Thanks for coming out. Now, <laughs> uh, as, as a member of Alcoholics Anonymous, I believe that I have a responsibility. Somebody cared enough about me when I came in here to tell me some truths about myself. Let me know that I got to get through the work. And then I'm going to have to help others. If I'm going to stay sober. And if I'm going to stay alive. Now, working with others is one aspect of it. But I also have a huge responsibility of carrying a proper message. Now, around this proper message, I would believe that it has to do with a message of recovery. That there's 12 steps to freedom. Through this freedom, I'll find God. I'm quite confident saying that because that's what the steps did for me. It's, I don't not drink one day at a time today. I live my life one day at a time. I did have to make some notes just in case I... I slipped a few things as I went along. Um, real brief about my history. Uh, I was born in Halifax, raised in Porter's Lake. Um, first drunk was when I was 12 years old. I believe that's when I lost the power of choice over alcohol. Um, by age 15, alcohol became a necessity and was no longer a luxury for me. Uh, the year I graduated high school, I bootlegged for money out of one half of my father's garage. At that time, it was probably the greatest thing I ever did, but it paid for most of my education the next year when I went to the Nautical Institute in Port Hawkesbury, where my drinking accelerated to uh, new heights and new lows, uh, which found me in a seagoing career till age 22, when uh, Heads came to tails, and I found myself crawling into here, which was shortly after a blood relative of mine did the same thing. We used to run together a fair amount. Unfortunately, I didn't get it the first time around. And after 18 months of pure torture from not doing anything good for myself except using a fair amount of cocaine, I... Uh, Ended up drinking again because I knew it was the only feel-good that, uh, I believed it was the only feel-good that, uh, I thought I could get my hands on, just medications that the doctors put me on weren't working. Might have helped if I told them the truth about how I was feeling, too. I uh, went on a 14-month, uh, march total destruction, ruining, uh, every relationship I possibly could. Friends, family, my ex-girlfriend. But uh, I've since been able to move on from all that, 
And January 26, 2004, God removed me from alcohol. Lord knows when I woke up that day, I didn't want to get away from it as it's the only place I wanted to go. I don't know what kept me from from tipping the bottle that morning, but uh, it's kind of interesting. Later on that day, my cousin called me. He was on a course in Toronto. Just over the blue, I hadn't talked for him in months. He wouldn't really have anything to do with me while I was drinking. How you doing? Haven't talked for a while. I feel like shit. I'm glad to hear that. Do you know where I could go to a meeting tonight? Well, as a matter of fact, yes, I do. And off I went. From there, realized that meetings alone weren't going to do it for me right off the hop. I was a little delusional. And uh, I ended up attending the core program. Met a bunch of great people that helped me a whole lot through there. But uh, this is where my heart is right now. If, uh, if I wasn't able to find God, I wouldn't be able to free of the chains that bond me. And what I was bound in was to see a turmoil. Delusion, fear, ignorance, and selfishness. Now realizing this should allow me to take a real good look at myself, an honest look at myself. I believe honesty is the foundation of this program. So without it, the first step can't be moved on from. So I know damn well that I cannot drink again, period. My life was unmanageable. Note the past tense. Not so much unmanageable today. Which brings me to the chips, which I'm really glad somebody got one tonight. <laughs> On chips at the top says, to thine own self be true. And I believe that's rounded around the top for a reason. Because like on any form of construction, an arch, a porthole in a ship, it's all round because it's the strongest way that something can be built is in a semicircle. All the forces are applied evenly all over the, and uh, without the honesty aspect, I've got nothing. Now being able to be honest with myself, moving on from step one, I knew that no human power was going to relieve my alcoholism and I had to search elsewhere because I know that nobody was going to help me restore me to a place where I could stand in front of you guys and talk like I am right now. Now with that realization also came a new one that I had to make a decision, not just a decision, a true commitment to turn my will and my life over to the care of God. And not just some of it, all of it, a whole decision. Now, at this point, it was time to set out on a vigorous course of action. Had to have a serious look at myself, all my selfish, gluttonous, cheating, deceiving, lying, promiscuous ways, and discover some serious truths. Now, leading up to this point, I was kind of bothered by doing this because I didn't know I wasn't going to like what I was going to see. The fact of the matter was, I did it all already. There's nothing I can do about it to change it. When I get to step nine, I can try to reconstruct some, some of the wreckage. 
as far as step four goes, I can't sweat it. I did it. I've done it. I don't want it anymore. Plus, it afforded me an opportunity to throw away all my garbage and allow God to show me a new way to live my life. Now, finishing step four, the opportunity to share all of my shit, the exact nature of my wrongs, my sponsor, God, and myself. It's not so bad when I was writing it, but to actually hear myself say some of it over and over again you know, in the third column, selfish, you know, should have respected the other person, just didn't like hearing it over and over and over again. But at the end of the, our time together, it made me realize uh, my selfishness, my fears, and uh, that a lot of my actions and decisions were based on uh, plain ignorance. Uh, it's quite a humbling experience, actually. It uh, feels really good not to have any, uh, any secrets with at least one person on this planet. Uh, there happens to be two. They're both in this room. I have absolutely no secrets with them. And it's great. It's a really freeing experience. Now, I think it's important to remember that spirituality is the way of strength and courage. Prior to four and five, and immediately following six and seven. Now, being at step six, I was left alone for a very short time. It was less than an hour. At that point in time, I reviewed uh, the first five proposals of this program and uh, left to think about if I admitted anything. After doing that, I asked myself if I'm now ready to have uh, God remove all these things which I found objectionable. Was I? <laughs> oh, hell yeah, because I didn't want to hold on to it any longer. When I was ready, I said something like this. My creator, I'm now willing that you should have all of me, good and bad. I pray that you now remove from me every single defect of character which stands in the way of my usefulness to you and my fellows. Grant me strength as I go from here to do your bidding. Step seven, done. This got to be the hardest part. Taking responsibility for my actions. Steps eight and nine so i won't let alcohol be an excuse for any of the destruction that i caused period i was the one who made the formal decision to go ahead and do every little thing that i did because i picked up the drink in the first place now not everyone's going to get the face to face that they deserve from me because i can't some are no longer alive. And what good would I be if I was locked down right now? And uh, those that I could, they all got appointments booked with, and I tried to reconstruct what was broken. Most of them came off quite well. Others, I got to look up and down and told to go myself. But. I think it's par for the course, which reminds, at that point, reminded me that, you know what, everything can't be good in life, and I can't fix everything that I broke, 
but I at least tried to clean my side of the street. Now, being at the end of step nine, I'd just like to have a quick look back through the steps. One to three. Get me back to God. Steps four through seven. Self. <laughs> to get rid of all the things that aren't me. Steps eight and nine. To reconstruct my relationships with others. Three most important relationships. God, self, and others. And uh, I believe the four through nine are really the, the action steps where most of the work's going to be put in until you get to 12. And uh, nowhere in the book does it say anything about taking your time to recover. I know I didn't want to stay sick no longer than I already was. Uh, these are a few things that popped in my head that come directly out of the book. Thoroughly followed our path, fearless and thorough from the very start, searching and fearless, a vigorous course of action. This requires action on our part. We should realize we are on a life and death errand. Faith without works is dead. Why wait? Hop right into it. It's laid right out for us. steps eight and nine of our development will be amazed before we are halfway through. Not, uh, we'll be amazed through or halfway through. Uh, are these extravagant promises? Absolutely not. If you want to do it. And I can't see why anybody in this room wouldn't want to do it. We're all beautiful people here. And, uh, goes on to say they are being fulfilled among us, sometimes quickly, spiritual experience sometimes slowly a spiritual awakening not to be confused with sometimes quickly we're doing it fast and sometimes slowly we're doing it slowly because we're stalling and making excuses they will materialize if we work for them now step 10 we enter into the world of the spirit great opportunity minute-to-minute -minute basis to continue work with self. Step 11, continue freedom from self-will, improving our relationship with God. And step 12, work's done, guaranteed result, spiritual awakening, responsibility, and practicing the principles, working with others, back to what I started with. Our primary purpose, carry the message to the alcoholic who still suffers the message of recovery get to god and get to others and get it happening quick so quick recap here Abandon yourself to God, steps one through three. 
Admit your faults to him, yourself, and your fellows. It's four through seven. Er, yeah. Clear away the wreckage of the past. Eight and nine, take responsibility for your own ass. And give freely what you find, steps 10 through 12. And join us in liberation from what's killing us. I really only got one more thing to say, I think. I'll say it now, and then I'll talk about something else that I'd like to talk about. I heard it on a CD recently. Some of you else have probably heard it, but uh, it, it struck me really, really hard. I sought my God, my God I could not see. I sought myself, myself I could not free. I sought my brother, I found all three. Uh, I think that's pretty profound and uh, necessity to be in constant contact with others. I mean, there's, I can see many faces in this room that if I would never met, I'd never be where I'm at today. Shit, I think that's all I got to say tonight. Thanks, folks. My name's Alf, and I'm a recovered alcoholic. Yeah. Tough crowd, eh? Congratulations, Karen. It's wonderful. It's really good to see. It's nice to be able to kind of track people, their recovery. There's a nice track of my own ass as I went along. It's nice. gave me something to look forward to. Which, uh, sometimes, especially in early recovery, it's uh, not always easy to see the light of day through the fog. I don't think I'm going to keep you guys here very long tonight. I do have some important things to say, but I don't think it'll take me that long. I won't talk long about my drinking either, because uh, I'm sure we're all well, well versed in how that is. Works if you work it. Thanks for coming out. Now, <laughs> uh, as, as a member of Alcoholics Anonymous, I believe that I have a responsibility. Somebody cared enough about me when I came in here to tell me some truths about myself. Let me know that I got to get through the work. And then I'm going to have to help others if I'm going to stay sober and if I'm going to stay alive. Now, working with others is one aspect of it, but I also have a huge responsibility of 
carrying a proper message. Now, around this proper message, I would believe that it has to do with a message of recovery, that there's 12 steps to freedom. Through this freedom, I'll find God. I'm quite confident saying that because that's what the steps did for me. Is I don't not drink one day at a time today. I live my life one day at a time. I did have to make some notes just in case I, I slipped a few things as I went along. Um, real brief about my history. Uh, I was born in Halifax, raised in Porter's Lake. Um, first drunk was when I was 12 years old. I believe that's when I lost the power of choice over alcohol. Um, by age 15, alcohol became a necessity and was no longer a luxury for me. Uh, the year I graduated high school, I bootlegged for money out of one half of my father's garage. At that time, it was probably the greatest thing I ever did, but it paid for most of my education the next year when I went to the Nautical Institute in Port Hawkesbury, where my drinking accelerated to uh, new heights and new lows, uh, which found me in a seagoing career till age 22 when uh, heads came to tails and I found myself crawling into here, which was shortly after a blood relative of mine did the same thing. We used to run together a fair amount. Unfortunately, I didn't get it the first time around. And after 18 months of pure torture from not doing anything good for myself except using a fair amount of cocaine, I uh, ended up drinking again because it was the only feel-good that uh, I believed it was the only feel-good that uh, I thought I could get my hands on, just medications that the doctors put me on weren't working. might have helped if I told them the truth about how I was feeling, too. I uh, went on a 14-month uh, march total destruction, ruining uh, every relationship I possibly could, friends, family, my ex-girlfriend. But uh, I've since been able to move on from all that. And January 26, 2004, God removed me from alcohol. So Lord knows when I woke up that day, I didn't want to get away from it as it's the only place I wanted to go. I don't know what kept me from from tipping the bottle that morning, but uh, it's kind of interesting. Later on in that day, my cousin called me. He was on a course in Toronto. Just out of the blue, I hadn't talked for him in months. He wouldn't really have anything to do with me while I was drinking. How you doing? Haven't talked for a while. I feel like shit. Oh, I'm glad to hear that. Do you know where I could go to a meeting tonight? Well, as a matter of fact, yes, I do. And off I went. From there, realized that meetings alone weren't going to do it for me right off the hop. I was a little delusional. And uh, I ended up attending the core program. Met a bunch of great people that helped me a whole lot through there. But uh, this is where my heart is right now. If, uh, if I wasn't able to find God, I wouldn't be able to free the chains that bound me. And what I was bound in was to see a turmoil. Delusion, fear, ignorance, and selfishness. Now, realizing this should allow me to take a real good look at myself, an honest look at myself. I believe honesty 
is the foundation of this program. So without it, the first step can't be moved on from. So I know damn well that I cannot drink again, period. My life was unmanageable. Note the past tense. Not so much unmanageable today. Which brings me to the chips, which I'm really glad somebody got one tonight. <laughs> On chips, at the top, it says, to thine own self be true. And I believe that's rounded around the top for a reason. Because, like, on any form of construction, an arch, a porthole in a ship, it's all round because it's the strongest way that something can be built is in a semicircle. All the forces are applied evenly all over the... And uh, without the honesty aspect, I've got nothing. Now, being able to be honest with myself, moving on from step one, I knew that no human power was going to relieve my alcoholism, and I had to search elsewhere. Because I know that nobody was going to help me restore me to a place where I could stand in front of you guys and talk like I am right now. Now, with that realization, also came a new one, that I had to make a decision. Not just a decision, a true commitment to turn my will and my life over to the care of God. And not just some of it, all of it. A whole decision. Now at this point, it was time to set out on a vigorous course of action. Had to have a serious look at myself, all my selfish, gluttonous, cheating, deceiving, lying, promiscuous ways, and discover some serious truths. Now, leading up to this point, I was kind of bothered by doing this, because I didn't know I wasn't going to like what I was going to see. The fact of the matter was, I did it all already. There's nothing I can do about it to change it. When I get to step nine, I can try to reconstruct some of the wreckage. As far as step four goes, I can't sweat it. I did it. I done it. I don't want it anymore. Plus, it afforded me an opportunity to throw away all my garbage and allow God to show me a new way to live my life. Now, finishing step four, the opportunity to share all of my shit, the exact nature of my wrongs, my sponsor, God, and myself. It's not so bad when I was writing it, but to actually hear myself say some of it over and over again you know, in the third column, selfish, you know, should have respected the other person, and, uh, just didn't like hearing it over and over and over again. But at the end of the, our time together, it made me realize uh, my selfishness, my fears, and uh, that a lot of my actions and decisions were based on uh, plain ignorance. It, uh, it's quite a humbling experience, actually. It, uh, feels really good not to have any uh, any secrets with at least one person on this planet. Uh, there happens to be two. They're both in this room. I have absolutely no secrets with them, and it's great. It's a really freeing experience. 
out. I think it's important to remember that spirituality is the way of strength and courage. Prior to four and five, and immediately following six and seven. Now, being at step six, I was left alone for a very short time. It was less than an hour. At that point in time, I reviewed uh, the first five proposals of this program and uh, left to think about if I admitted anything. After doing that, I asked myself if I'm now ready to have uh, God remove all these things which I found objectionable. Was I? <laughs> oh, hell yeah, because I didn't want to hold on to it any longer. When I was ready, I said something like this. My creator, I'm now willing that you should have all of me, good and bad. I pray that you now remove from me every single defect of character which stands in the way of my usefulness to you and my fellows. Grant me strength as I go from here to do your bidding. Step seven, done. This got to be the hardest part. Taking responsibility for my actions. Steps eight and nine. So I won't let alcohol be an excuse for any of the destruction that I caused. Period. I was the one who made the formal decision to go ahead and do every little thing that I did because I picked up the drink in the first place. Now, not everyone's going to get the face-to-face that they deserve from me because I can't. Some are no longer alive. What good would I be if I was locked down right now? And uh, those that I could, they all got appointments booked with, and I tried to reconstruct what was broken. Most of them came off quite well. Others, I got the look up and down and told to go myself. But I think it's par for the course, which reminds, at that point, reminded me that, you know what? Everything can't be good in life. I can't fix everything that I broke, but I at least tried to clean my side of the street. Now, being at the end of step nine, I'd just like to have a quick look back through the steps. One to three, get me back to God. Steps four through seven, self, (laughs) to get rid of all the things that aren't me. Steps eight and nine, to reconstruct my relationships with others. Three most important relationships, God, self, and others. And uh, I believe the four through nine are really the the action steps where most of the work's going to be put in until you get to 12. And uh, nowhere in the book does it say anything about taking your time to recover. I know I didn't want to stay sick no longer than I already was. Uh, These are a few things that popped in my head that come directly out of the book. Thoroughly followed our path, fearless and thorough from the very start, searching and fearless, a vigorous course of action. This requires action on our part. We should realize we are on a life and death errand. Faith without works is dead. Why wait? Hop right into it. It's laid right out for us.
accept promises. I, I really, I do love them. I think there's some, some aspects of them that are, there's some confusion about or people don't understand or don't want to believe. Um, perhaps it could read, if we are painstaking about steps eight and nine of our development, we'll be amazed before we are halfway through. Not, uh, we'll be amazed through we're halfway through. Uh, are these extravagant promises? Absolutely not, if you want to do it. And I can't see why anybody in this room wouldn't want to do it. We're all beautiful people here. And uh, goes on to say they are being fulfilled among us, sometimes quickly, a spiritual experience, sometimes slowly, a spiritual awakening. Not to be confused with, sometimes quickly we're doing it fast, and sometimes slowly we're doing it slowly because we're stalling and making excuses. They will materialize if we work for them. Now, step 10, we enter into the world of the spirit. Great opportunity, minute to minute basis to continue work with self. Step 11, continue freedom from self-will, improving our relationship with God. And step 12, work's done, guaranteed result, spiritual awakening, responsibility and practicing the principles, working with others, back to what I started with. Our primary purpose, carry the message to the alcoholic who still suffers, the message of recovery. Get to God and get to others and get it happening quick. So, quick recap here. Abandon yourself to God, steps one through three. Admit your faults to him, yourself, and your fellows, four through seven. Or, yeah, clear away the wreckage of the past, eight and nine, take responsibility for your own ass, and give freely what you find, steps 10 through 12. And join us in liberation from what's killing us. I really only got one more thing to say, I think. I'll say it now, and then I'll talk about something else that I'd like to talk about. I heard it on a CD recently. Some of you else have probably heard it, but uh, it, it struck me really, really hard. I sought my God, my God I could not see. I sought myself, myself I could not free. I sought my brother, I found all three. Uh, I think that's pretty profound and a necessity to be in constant contact with others. I mean, there's, I can see many faces in this room that if I would never met, I'd never be where I'm at today. Should I think that's all I got to say tonight. Thanks, folks. Thank you.